Hey everyone, it's Lance here inside CEI Bookstore uh, coming to you today with a, a live broadcast of the Taking His Hand podcast presented by truthbooks.com. This is episode five and we're honored to be joined today uh, by author Kevin Harrington to talk about his new release uh, book, Finding My Faith. And so we're excited to, to have Kevin on with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here to talk about it. All right. I want to remind everybody that this podcast is presented by truthbooks.com and serves as a resource to connect and learn and grow by hearing discussions about materials, books, products, resources, topics of interest to Christians, uh, where we talk with authors like Kevin and others uh, about latest news and notes on these things from a biblical view. And uh, we're really excited again to have Kevin here. Kevin, I wanted to ask you, just before we talk about the book, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and your family and your local work here in Athens, uh, for those who might not be familiar with you. Yeah, well, I, uh, I actually just preach right down the road here from the bookstore at Marion Street Church of Christ. And uh, we've been here about seven years now, coming up on seven years. My wife and I moved here when we just had one son, Landon. We've had uh, one more son and then adopted two children since then. So in the last seven years, our family has grown. The church uh, has grown and, and is doing really well. And um, and so it's just it's been a, a busy but exciting last seven years. Yeah, this is a, a kind of a, a budding area when it comes to local churches. You got them everywhere. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that too. That that it's, yeah. it's interesting where you came from to be here and to see uh, what's going on. Yeah, so I came from. I grew up in Southern California and was preaching actually in Northern California, San Jose area. And uh, there are churches there, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> but uh, they are few and far between. And then you move to a very small town, San Jose. I think uh, is like the ninth largest city in the United States. Wow. Uh, and then you come to small town Athens, Alabama. <laughs> And they have about three or four times the amount of churches that that, that huge city has. It was a it was a big adjustment, but um, but you know it's it's a it's amazing just the the way you can raise a family here, and and almost everywhere you go, you see a Christian from somewhere that you know from another congregation, or you know teachers at school, or or, or and it's just that's so unusual. Now it's normal for me after seven right. years of living here, but that was very hard to get used to. Almost everywhere <laughs> I went, it was, you're the new preacher at Marion Street. And I said, I can't do anything in this town. You know? <laughs> That's right. So, uh, but it's, it's been great. We love it here. Good. Well, it's great to be able to be live here inside the bookstore today too. Uh, I want to invite uh, folks to come by CI Bookstore here in Athens uh, or visit us online at truthbooks.com as you have a chance. Well, the you know, real reason you're here today is to talk about the book. Right. So we want to do that. This is one of our newest releases uh, from Truth Publications, Finding My Faith. Um, and I guess the first question I want to ask you, Kevin, is why this book? Why write this book on this topic? Well, it's, it's funny. Um, it originally was not going to be a book. Uh, that was never in the plans. It actually started as a Bible class at, at Marion Street, um, where a few things had come to mind just from reading different things. Uh, and, and if you've read the book or, or sat through that Bible class, um, if you're, you're local with us, you, you've heard some of these things before. But one of the biggest things that hit me as I read this article several years ago was that 70% of young people, that's, that's high school, college age, they're leaving their faith when they leave home for the very first time. Wow. And so I was actually teaching a high school class at the time I read that. And I brought it up just as a real quick point in one of the classes, and we just so happened to have about 11 or 12 kids. I said, so let's just imagine seven of you aren't going to be here in the next couple years. And that was very eye-opening for them to just look around the room and see seven of their friends that might not be there. And I said, but that's what statistics are showing. And so as, as we kind of started to think of some ideas for Bible classes, I, that, that one statistic stuck with me. 
Uh, and then another statistic was that Christianity as a whole, as of, you know, I believe it was like 2015 at the time, there was about 50,000 different types of Christianities. Wow. Which was mind-blowing. Yeah. And, and so I started to just, with those two figures in mind, I started to just think of, of why that was. And uh, I've been able to live and preach at different places in this country. Uh, and so I reached out to preacher friends who also have young people at their congregations. And I actually sent out little, uh, little interviews um, that, that yeah. I wanted these. I wanted to hear from young people. What are they struggling with? Why are they leaving? Why, what do they feel like they need help with in their faith? And it, it really came back, and this is what we centered the Bible class around, was they really didn't understand their Bibles. They didn't know their Bibles. They, they had been taught the young Bible stories as they were growing up in Bible classes. And then they got to that middle school, high school age, and it was, you know, the, the do's and don'ts of Christianity. Don't smoke, don't drink, don't, you know, all, all that stuff that, that's important. Right. But there was never a connection of why these Bible stories about Abraham and Moses and, and Deborah and all these these great men and women of the Bible, what they had to do with now I'm in my middle school, high school years. Right. And so we taught this class and, and the chapters you see in the book were the week by week topics of the Bible class that we taught to our adults. And after the class was all said and done, we did it in a quarter, the elders said, that needs to be a book. <laughs> and so it was actually the elders at Marion Street <laughs> that at the end of that class, they said, take everything you've already talked about, put it in a book. And so the last you know, couple of years has been, we've taught it to our, we went from our adult class to our high school class to our middle school class, taught it all the way down. And then through all those classes, working out the kinks and, and getting feedback from each age group, um, this is what you see. That's great. I, I want to follow up on one thing there. Again, you, you kind of emphasized it, but for our listeners, I think it's important. The seven out of 10, Yes, yes. I mean, that's statistics-wise, that, that's like not sustainable. Like, I mean, essentially, you would get to a point where the church doesn't exist. Right. You know? I mean, for years, at least, you know, I, I'm still, I'm reminded by our high school group at church, I'm getting old. I told them I remember <laughs> when Facebook first started and that I'm old now. But I, I mean, I'm in my young 30s. And, but for my whole young life, I've heard nothing but the church is dying. It's yeah. decreasing. Our young people are leaving. And, and, and we kind of just roll out all the, the excuses. And when we see young people leave, we make excuses as well. Well, they're, they're testing things. They're, they're, they need to grow. They need to figure out what they want. And, and for years, that's all I've ever heard. And then you look at those statistics and you say, well, it's no wonder, right? It's no wonder their churches are dying, right. that we can't sustain our numbers, and it's not about numbers, right? But we are about saving souls. Well, and, and that's where what you said about the classroom—it makes it real when you look around and say, right, among these ten or eleven students, say seven, eight of you are not going to be here. Right. Now, now I will say that's about souls. about that group at Marion Street—they're all still there, thankfully. <laughs> Good. Uh, but the statistics—that's what it shows. Yeah. And and when they could see that with their eyes, and and I actually divided the room. I said, I want these seven to scoot over on this side of the room. I said, just let's pretend they're not going to be here. And that was very eye-opening them, for them to see that that's how a majority of, of young people, that's what they're, what's, what's, what's going to happen. Well, let's talk about kind of the nuts and bolts then of the book. You talked about how it, it, the chapters cover what y'all covered each class, yes. but maybe talk about what makes it different than other books or from a study standpoint, how could somebody envision themselves studying this book? Yeah, so this book was written, uh, again, adapted from a Bible class. 
And so it is very easily adapted back into a Bible class. So it was written from two points of view. One is you can read this book uh, as just a straight read and and never answer one of the questions and still get, I believe, a lot of information and uh, a lot of faith-building material from just reading the book. Uh, however, we I also wanted to, as I was getting feedback from people, I wanted to write it in a way to where if you had a small group or if you wanted to take it to your own high schoolers at your congregation or middle school or even adults, um, that there's study questions at the end of each chapter for you to, at the end, really sit and discuss and dig a little bit deeper into some of the topics that were brought up. And, you know, when typically, not every book of faith, but, but typically when I read books on the topic of faith, it's a lot more of looking at other people's faith. And, and by, by that I mean, you know, they'll say, well, here's the faith of Moses, and why can't we be more like him? And here's the faith of, of Abraham, and we need to be more like him. And this really turns it inward. I believe. And and what makes it different as well is it's a lot of my stories. So it's not me saying, how come we can't have their faith? Although there are those points in the book, right. it's me saying, here's where my faith kind of did the ups and downs. And here's how I worked through those. Because to me, that's real. And and I'm not the only person that, that ever struggled in faith. I'm not the only person that ever questioned faith. And they need to see that. And these questions and the book was designed to to dig deeper and look inward and, right. and say, what do I need to do to find my faith? So Great. And you kind of addressed it with age groups. I mean, this book could potentially target a number of age groups. I especially think about it as far as adults. This is great information for you to understand as parents, grandparents, absolutely, deacons, elders, preachers, when you're looking across those that you uh, love and care about and want to help through the, these difficult times. Right. So uh, the original mindset was young people. As the class kind of transformed and, and we taught it to all different age groups, it transformed into, you know, this isn't a young person problem. In fact, um, I had a, a man come up to me after a couple of the topics that were discussed uh, in, a, in a Bible class uh, forum, uh, he said, you know, I, and he's been a Christian for about 60 years, and, and he's in his, you know, I'm well, sorry, but maybe 70s, he, late 80s, he's up there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say old, but uh, he's up there. And, and he, he says, you know, I've, I've, I've gone to church my whole life. And he said, some of the, the dots that you connected, I've never considered before. And so, as again, as the, the class kind of morphed into what it, what you see in the book, it went from let's focus on our young people to all of Christians need to hear and see some of these things because the, the whole point of finding my faith is this isn't a book about Kevin Harrington. It's a book about you. It's a book about me. It's a book about anybody who reads it that at some point the faith that I have has to become my own. Right. You know, mom and dad do a good job teaching us. The Bible class teachers do a good job teaching us. But at some point, uh, I need to make that faith my own and really believe what I need to believe. Yeah. For most people, that happens in that transition out of high school, college, young adult, where they're out on their own for the first time. Mom and dad aren't there to wake them up for Bible class anymore. Yeah. You know, So that's where it started again. But even adults, they said, you know, I, I guess I've always just kind of took my parents' word for it that, that what the Bible says is this. What this book does is it helps you see it all the way through and understand the Bible so that you can make it your own. Yeah, own it and right. spread your own wings Exactly. in your faith. Exactly. Um, all right, maybe a little harder question. If there was one chapter in the book or one section in the book that stands out, 
Uh, could you share that with us and, and why? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do two if that's okay. okay. That's okay, and I'll, I'll make it I'll make it brief. I promise. But but one is there's a difference between understanding and knowing. All right, and and most people would couple those together. But let me give you an example. There was a study done, and it was by Pew Research Center, which I know many people are familiar with, and it was just a standard Bible test quiz, and there were only two groups that scored high enough to beat out two other groups. And two groups scored higher than any other religious group, and that is atheists and agnostics. <laughs> atheists are people who don't believe in God, and agnostics are people who don't know if there is a God. And they scored higher on a basic Bible knowledge test than every other religious group except for two, and that's Jews and Mormons. Wow. So they came in at three and four. <laughs> And, and the reason that's important is because you have people who don't believe in God and don't know if there's a God, and they can score higher on a Bible knowledge test. They know their Bibles, and they've proven that with this test. The test yeah. uh, they know their Bibles. But the fact that they don't know if there's a God or they don't believe in God shows they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And so that's a key principle in finding my faith is, is I could sit through the Bible classes as a young child and I could know about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Jesus and Peter and Paul and all these wonderful Bible characters. But if I don't understand how they all go together, that's where the problems are going to come in. And so that's a fundamental principle to, to, for this book is to not just know your scriptures, but understand. And, and that's how this book is broken up. There's two parts. There's understanding our faith, and then, you know, using my faith. So we have to first understand it before we can use it. And part two that I think is important is, am I really a Christian? Which is one of the chapters in the book. Um, it's kind of a word that is thrown out, mm -hmm. just as a generality. You know, yeah. I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus. And that's really what, what Christian means to a lot of people is I, I believe in Jesus. And so we really delve into what does it mean to be a Christian and to follow Christ. There's the, it's a, a horrible question, um, but I think it's one many of us will have to ask one day when Jesus is doing the Sermon on the Mount. He says, many of you will say to me, you know, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do wonderful things in your name? He says, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. In other words, he's saying, you may have done them in my name as a Christian, but it's those who do the will of my Father. That's the next verse, who will be, who will enter into heaven. And, and that's a fundamental, I think, principle that we have to understand. And that goes back to the knowing versus understanding. They knew who Jesus was, but they didn't understand the will of the Father. And, right. and so all that's you know, gone into here in the book to, to not just know your Bibles, to understand them, but then bring that into what does it mean to be a Christian? And what does it mean to live my faith and have a spiritual life and, and live for Jesus according to what he expects and wants us and how he wants us to live. Yeah, and that last part's really key with the, the world we're in and that you know yeah. have been for so many years, ever since uh, the life of Christ, it's like everything has just spread out into all different terms and definitions of Christianity. Yeah. But ultimately, we're all gonna stand before him one day and it's really his terms <laughs> yeah. that has to define it. And that's so important for people to tie that all together. Well, I mean, it goes back to one of those statistics. There's 50 plus thousand different yeah. types of Christianity. That's not denominations or churches. That's types of Christianity. Um, different ways to interpret the Bible, different ways to believe the Bible or to follow Christ. And that's not what you see in the Bible. 
And, and so uh, that's, I think, one of the fundamental, and we talk about it as well as, okay, well, how do I use the Bible in my church? Because, you know, nowadays it's, well, my church is doing great things, wonderful things. It's like, well, so did the man who came to Jesus and saying, didn't I do all these great, wonderful things? He said, but right. you didn't do the will of the Father. And so trying to understand what the will of the Father is and, and not taking anything away from doing those great things, but doing them the way Jesus wants us to do them and, and f- truly following him. That's what it means to be a disciple. Yeah. Uh, if any of you desire to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, follow me. It's no longer about me. It's about taking my cross, following him. And, and that's the very definition of what it means to be a disciple or a follower of Christ. A Christian, that's what it, that term means, a follower of Christ. Yeah. He asked us, follow me. So. Yeah. And so it's, it's our faith that we've got to find. Right, right. right. <laughs> that's absolutely Great. Hey, Kevin, this has been excellent. You know, get to talk about the book. I want to remind our, our listeners and those watching on Facebook Live today, Finding My Faith, brand new release uh, by Kevin Harrington. We've got it in stock in the bookstore. You can also order it online at truthbooks.com. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for you know joining us today. Best to you and all of the work that you're doing. Maybe we'll have uh, more publications down the road. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. And I, and I do want to say thanks to uh, Truth Publications as well. That's who published the book, and, and um, I'm thankful for their their faith in me and and guided me through the process. Lance helped guide me through the process, and and I'm excited to see what it could do in, in a lot of people's lives. So I'm thankful for for y'all and everything you've done. It takes a little bit of a team effort to. Bring it it does. I've work. learned a lot about publishing a book. <laughs> it's not just writing your thoughts and giving it to somebody. It, there's a lot to it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. You can find uh, this broadcast later on uh, on your favorite podcast platform. If you've got uh, suggestions you want to make to us or those that you would like to see us interview or topics you'd like to see discussed, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at podcast at truthbooks.com. Thank you again, Kevin. Thank you, everyone. We want to encourage you to keep taking God's hand uh, as we help each other toward that heavenly home. Amen.